circle back to Magic Matt's Outlaw Radio. Ladies and gentlemen, the great Uncle Lair, Lair Gatlin, you know... We've heard this theme enough times. I say we go right to Lair. We don't. We don't keep him on hold. He's already been there a minute and a half. You do that in Larry Gatlin time. A minute and a half. Let's see. Do the math on that, uh, Howard. How much is that worth? I mean, we're we're already up to like twenty two thousand dollars. Easily. And there we go. Yeah. But he's called in right what on it, time. Right on time. Yeah. What it means is yeah. that, I'm, that I was. Two minutes ago, and you better get to this. <laughs> that's, that's true. <laughs> I mean, uh, you know, I don't buy green tomatoes, and I don't order room service. You see that? That's Larry Gatlin, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, by the way, he called us last week to say that he couldn't do the show last week, and now he's ca- calling uh, this week to say he could do the show this week because he's doing it. And that's that's why the great uh, Larry Wayne Gatlin is on the phone. The, the American with a Remington, the man that we've all grown to know and love throughout the years. Uh, all the gold. It's uh, it was that happened in uh, Beverly Hills, right? You were you were a kid minding your own business, driving down the street, and that song came to you. I was in a traffic jam there at the corner of Odin. That tra- right in front of the, the uh, uh, Hollywood Bowl. Yeah, no, it was. And I, 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 yeah, and I saw that uh, 1958 Mercury station wagon with all those kids in it, you know, Oklahoma license plates. And it looked like the Jode family moving, you know, in Grapes of Wrath, you John bet. Steinbeck's famous and all. You know, in the, the great movie with Henry Fonda. And I just said to myself, these poor Okies are going to find out that all the gold in California is in a bank in the middle of Beverly Hills and somebody else's name. So I wrote that down on the Hertz rent a car ticket. We might as well do some. You know, product place while we're at it. You know? <laughs> I mean, you know. Uh, so I went over to Warner Brothers, some more product placement. Mm-hmm. Had a meeting with Mo Austin over there, the great iconic producer. Oh, man, what a great old dude. Yeah. He's yeah. a wonderful old gentleman. And after I came out of that meeting with him, I sat there in the Warner Brothers parking lot and wrote all the gold in eight minutes. Wow. Uh Went back to Nashville, recorded it with the brothers, and six months later, it was the number one country song in the world. Ain't not good. Yeah, not bad. I bet, I bet you never get sick of that. I mean, maybe in the back of your head, it's like, do I have to play this again? And then all of a sudden, your subconscious says, yeah, I do have to play this again, right? No, you know, I really don't. I, I, I love what we do. Yeah. I really do. We, we did it last night. We were in Austin, Texas at Barton Creek Golf Club, where I'm a member there, and they asked us to come back to have a little pavilion. They're doing concerts out there. Mm. And the people love it. Uh, hey, I, the, I don't know whether we have a career anymore. I, I don't know what that's about anymore. <laughs> I, I I think it's a job. But having said that, the old deal about the man who loves his job is always on vacation. Yeah. So what do I have to gripe about? I mean, uh, people paid hard-earned money, and I get to sing that song, and they sang it with us. There you go. And, you know, uh, if I quit singing it, I, I mean, people say – why don't you retire? And I said, well, I got used to eating three meals a day and sleeping indoors. It's a pretty good deal. <laughs> yeah, it's not a bad, not a bad deal. I, uh, and by the way, yeah. you need to keep your day job, by the way. Why, why do you say that? Well, because I, I actually witnessed your stellar performance oh. in uh, Category 5 with my old friend Bert, and you, you don't need to give up your day deal. Okay, okay. You know, and if you can't behave, uh, you know, I, I'd rather this be a, a call from you saying you can't do the show. Well, <laughs> By the way, Larry, I, did, Larry, I did that last week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's true. <laughs> category, how many people? Huh? How many people called you and told you that they were me? 
Oh man, we had a few, and then all of a sudden we pick up the phone, and it's you, and so it's we, the none of us bought it. It's the boy who cries wolf, yeah, and so you know we know it's not you. But yeah. then, and because I'd finally I'd repositioned the microphone, and I re- I was relaxing, and then I was called back to the mic because Howard Lapidus, entertainment manager of the Star, said, "No, Larry's on the phone, but I'm not certain it's him," and that's why it was with it, you know, sort of the 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 oddness that I answered the phone. I didn't think it was you. And then it happened to be a man that I've turned out to be a, a sort of a huge fan of. And and this this fan thing came, believe it or not, old Larry Gatlin, over the last several years, you and your YouTube rants, and I said, Wow, do I love this guy. He's had enough and he's and he's shouting about it and it's passion. I see nothing but passion in your YouTubes. Well, I appreciate that. I have you know I haven't done one in a little while, and I may start over again, especially, you know, we'll talk about Dinesh's movie after a while. Mm-hmm. I just, there just comes a point in time. Do you remember Do you remember that movie, The Great Race? Yeah, of course. Okay, so, so, so remember, uh, Tony Curtis, right? Yeah. He's, he and uh, Falk, Peter Falk. Okay, yeah. they're in the car. They're trying to race to Paris. Well, they're up there in Alaska trying to float on that iceberg over to Russia so they can get back in the race. They've got their car. Tony Curtis is sitting up there in the car, and he's in that white suit, and he looks wonderful. And Peter Fox in that oily old you know outfit that he's wearing, and he's sitting up on the front of the hood, the front fender, and the iceberg, iceberg starts melting. Right. And he's trying to tell Tony Curtis, hey, the iceberg's melting. We aren't going to be able to make it. We're going to drown. And Tony Curtis, you know, the star says, hey, man, you're always negative. You need to be positive. We're going to make it. You just need to keep your mouth shut. You're always bothering me. To which Peter Falk says, when the water gets to my bottom lip, I'm telling somebody. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. The water. Yes. The water finally has gotten to my bottom lip. Uh, We, you know, we are in one mel of a hess. Yep. And uh, I just, look, you know what? We don't do politics in our show. What little we do, we do it tongue-in-cheek. But we sang the song, and I explained that to them last night uh, after we had done a 90-minute show, and they called us back for the second encore. I said, okay, y'all want the new song, don't you? And they all went crazy. Yeah. So I said, for those of you who don't feel exactly like we do about this, you've had the show that you paid for, and we really appreciate you coming, and we'll respect uh, your feelings. Look, I'm, I'm in my room right now. Uh, looking at a picture of me and a lady named Barbara Streisand. There's no way under God's heaven that I would not go to a concert to see Barbara Streisand just because we have different political views. I love She's that. an artist. She's the greatest female vocalist of all time. And that would be small of me on nice. my part. So nice. if people, you know, if they're going to do that and not come to our shows because of the, no, we're not going to go out there and beat them up over it and make it a revival. Yeah. But like I say, the damn water got to my bottom lip. Well, what a, what a, what a high road to take and what a classy way to put it to your audience. You gave them the entire show, gave the show and now it's, it. and now listen. Listen, we're not asking you to stay for this. If you're, by the way, I would have to venture a guess that no one left. 
No one left, and we didn't. Of course, hey, we were in Texas. Well, yeah, okay. That's a pretty you know, friendly I might audience. Not, I might not have tried that on the Upper West Side or over in, you know, Bel Air. Yeah, no, you certainly would not. No, in fact, uh, I doubt you'd be well-received because all of them, those over there, are already aware of your YouTube. You know, the thing I find, and, and I don't expect you to get so political, but, uh, you know, here I am, a kid in showbiz in Hollywood, Cali, and and it's been a tough putt for me as well, but I'm sort of a loud mouth, and I, and I have a tough time uh, being a wallflower. And so when things get so pissy and so ridiculous, when it's such black and white, when we're talking about a, a girl can use a men's bathroom, a men can use, when we're talking about things that shouldn't matter and, and things that should not be a debate, I can't take it anymore, Larry. And I understand. And well, the, the water got to your bottom lip. Yes, and it's and it's it's stinking ridiculous. And of course, well, you know, in all the Hollywood parties, we have to put up with. Well, yeah, I can't believe the, the Bushes. Boy, they should be put in jail. And this, and then we have to shut up about it. Well, I finally start. I stopped shutting up about it. No, it, you know. Well, there are enough people, you know, in Hollywood, enough people everywhere. First, first of all. You know, you know what a, a racist is. A racist is any conservative who's winning an argument with a liberal. <laughs> nice, nice. That is automatically the default position. Let me tell you something. I don't give a rosy red rat's ass if Barack Obama is purple. Of course, I don't care. I just don't care. That has zero to do with the whole thing. But when you know when they, as we saw in Dinesh's movie, the Democrat Party has. You know, for the last 150 years, the awful things they have done to the black people of America, you know, from the Ku Klux Klan to slavery, to segregation, to to Jim Crow laws, to now putting them, as Dinesh says, in the modern day plantation in the inner cities, in the slums, and then give them stuff to go make them vote for the Democrats. You know, things are not appreciably better. It's like like my friend George Bush called it the the soft bigotry of low expectations. They oh, say y'all nice. ain't never going to make much, so we're going to give you a bunch of money and keep you voting for us. Yeah. Well, good God, the water's at my bottom lip. Yeah, yeah. You like? I I have a, a sneaking suspicion you like success uh, with folks that deserve success and uh, probably not happy about Ryan Seacrest's success. Wait, did I say that? Okay, let me just <laughs> let me. Re- I, don't, I can't believe you said that. Let me rewind the show for just a. I'm so sorry, Larry Gatlin. That came out of this pie. Hey, you're a Republican, right? I, go wash your mouth out. Go wash your mouth out with money. Yeah, yeah. Well, you you know you know being a Republican, I must have plenty of it, Larry. Yeah, you're one of those one percenters, man. Yeah, I got to tell you something. You got these one percenters during the Democratic convention up there on stage. They are one percent. They're like half a percenters themselves, talking about those nasty one percenters. Explain that to me. How does that jibe with reality? I just really can't. (laughs) I wish I could. Blows my mind. Like I said in the song about Hillary, we know you're lying because your lips are moving. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Yeah, and by the way, that's a great tune in in Dinesh's uh, movie, which uh, kicks a major butt over the last uh, couple weeks, making it, what is it, the number one... um, what did I tell you, Howard Lapidus? It's the uh, number one. Um, oh God, uh, it's a. Uh, We're idiots. We can't. Never mind. Yeah. Y'all want me to call back? 
Larry, would you because neither of us can think of it. Downloaded? You mean after the rehearsal? Yeah, that'd be that'd be a lot of Yeah, yeah. When are you going to turn it on? Anyway, hear the word, you're going to be blown. Listen, the bottom line is it's the movie is kicking butt, and I believe that we're looking for a wide release coming the next week or so. And I believe that if every voter saw this movie, there's not a chance in heck that... You know that that broad's going to be elected. I, I mean, if you if you see the facts, and I know that smacks in the face of uh, every argument with a lefty, uh, the, those those ugly little facts come out. But I think even even with that said, I don't think you could you could uh, hit that button for Hillary if you if you watch the movie and do your own research, do the due well, diligence. Here's the thing: the demographic is simply this. The forty-five percent or so who are going to vote for her, uh, they they could catch her. Well, we've already caught her doing God knows what. We could we could catch her taking gold out of Fort Knox, well. you know, in their personal their private car. And that forty-five percent who are going to vote for her are going to vote for her anyway. Yeah. What is it incumbent upon us to do is mobilize our base, get back. To, let me tell you something, Matt. I I wrote an email to my friend Donald Trump three weeks ago. Yeah. I said, Donald. You were not my first choice. I'm going to be honest with you. I said, I am a policy guy. And when you came out, it was bombast and be loud and wear long red ties. And and I said, we are old friends. I appreciate that friendship. But it does not mean I'm not going to speak truth to power. You were not my first choice Mm -hmm. because I'm a policy rat. Mm -hmm. But you're our guy. You're better than that other deal. And I said, I believe in my heart that you're going to get good people to surround you in that deal. You're smart enough. You didn't build those companies all by yourself, whether you think you did or not. You called and got experts. You didn't do it in a vacuum of information. You've got the best people, you know, built the buildings, did all the stuff that you've done. And I believe you will do that for a country. And I hope and pray that you'll, you will make, uh, be a great president. I'm going to pray for you every day. And if you need me to help you do it, I'm going to do it. I'm going to speak truth to power. I'm not going to lie to it. Good. Yeah. It's, you know, yeah, it's so about time. If they call me, yeah. I'll, and, and I got a letter back from, from Rhoda and the email. He sent me, said, Hey kid, we'll see you on the trail, all that stuff. Yeah. So, uh, he wasn't my first choice, but my God, compared to the other side, the crookedest bunch of people who have, you know, ever been nominated for, for that office. It's an embarrassment. Yeah. And they continue to get away with it. So you're listening to magic Matt's outlaw radio.